Mesechtis Yevamis Daf Ayin Beis fourteen lines from the bottom of Daf Ayin Aleph Ayin Beis Amarav by Yitzchak Amarav Leinit in the Prius Midla Avraham Avinu that the din of Priya by Mila was not given to Avraham Avinu as we know there are two parts of Mila there's what's called Mila and Priya which is to uncover the Makam Hamila and that mitzvah was not given to Avraham Avinu Shneimer says the pasuk in Yeshua Beisahi at that time Am Hashem Yeshua that Hashem said to Yeshua Aselicha Chavis to make for yourself a Sharp knife, and then the pasuk says over there, "Veshuv miles bnei Yisrael sheinis," and go and do mila to Klai Yisrael yet again. So you see over there that it was only at that time that Kadosh Baruch Hu told them to do priya. And the Gemara asks, "Who said over there Kadosh Baruch Hu was giving the mitzvah of priya to Yeshua?" Maybe it's referring to those that did not have mila while they were in the midbar. And now that Klai Yisrael came into Eretz Yisrael, so Kadosh Baruch Hu told them to do mila. The siv as it has the pasuk in the same parak and parakay in Yeshua, "Kimulam hayu kolayoy." Because all the nation that went out of Mitzrayim had Mila, but however, those of Klaiyosol that were born in the Midbar and they were always traveling through the Midbar, they never had Mila. So the Gemara answers, "Im Kain Myshuv." In this pasuk in Yeshua, it says, "Amah Hashem Yeshua Aseilach Chavisurim." Then says the word, "Veshuv Malas Bnei Yisrael." They should go and do Mila to Klaiyosol yet again. So therefore, it's Mashmar that's not talking about people that did not have Mila. It's saying that even those that had Mila. Make sure to do priya because now I'm being mitzavu on the mitzvah of priya. And as the Gemara says, Allah la priya that this word of shuv is coming to teach you that the mitzvah of priya wasn't stavit to Yeshua. Zot Gemara my shenis at the end of the pasuk not only say b'shuv malz bnei Saul, but then it says shenis yet again. So why does it say the word shenis if it already said b'shuv? And the Gemara answers la kushi seif mila the chilus mila. It's teaching us to make a hekish between the end of mila to the beginning of mila. And Rashi says seif mila is referring to tzitzin shilin shtayru shleichatach kala ola. That if someone went and did Mila and he didn't color off all the foreskin and there were some strands that were still hanging, that the din is they have to get rid of those if they would see Tzitzit Amakhis Mila. So we're saying that there's a hackage between Saif Mila and Tchilus Mila. And we learn Matchilus Mila Ma'akheves Af Saif Mila Ma'akhim Bai. That just like the beginning of Mila, meaning taking off the Allah, is certainly Ma'akhiv, therefore the end of Mila, taking off the Tzitzit Amakhis Mila, will also be Ma'akhiv. The time we learn to Mishnah, Elohim Tzitzit Amakhis Mila, what is considered the strands that are Ma'akhis it's referring to any piece of skin that covers most of the upper membrane of the Eva. And then the Mishnah teaches us that if it's a Kayin that had seats in Hamakhis Amila that were not removed, the Ein Eichel B'Chuma, and he would not be able to eat Chuma because it's considered a full oral. And in order to explain what the Mishnah meant when it said, Basa Chayfes Rav Atara, Om Ravina, Vitem Rav Yemi Ba'aba, Om Rav, Basa Chayfes Rav Goybishatara, it's even referring to any skin that's most of the height of the Atara, even if it's not most of the circumference. I entices that he says, that Avram definitely did priya. Even and certainly something like priya, he was mekayim. How could it be that we didn't have the mitzvah priya and Moshe Rabbeinu didn't give it to us if we know that there's no navi that could be mechadish anything? And they knew this from a Kabbalah from Moshe. However, Yeshua was the one who put it in a Pasuk and gave us a smichas. But in a Chinami, of course, we had this at the time of Moshe. And this last point of Taisis also answers why didn't the Gemara say, because the answer is that, of course, Moshe Rabbeinu had the mitzvah of Priya Midiraisa, and just that Yeshua was Saimachit al Akra. And the Gemara continues, why was it that Klai Yisrael didn't? 
do Mila while they were in the Midbar. And Tyson says, Mashma blame all cloud, it's Mashma from here that they didn't do a Mila at all. And then Tyson brings from Pekid Rebelezer that over there it's Mashma, that even though Klai Sol did not do Priya, but of course they did Mila, Ayin Sham. Also, Ayin in the bottom, Tyson, he asked him, Tyma, that Echayo Echon Kachim, or Afilo Basa Klau, how was it that Klai Sol in the Midbar would be able to eat Kachim or any bus at all? Kim Shlem Malu, Shlai Hutlam Basa Taiba, El Ali De Shlom, but Aro Asubu Kachim, that since the only way that a person could eat even Basa Taiba in the Midbar was only through bringing a Shlomim, and we know an Aro is Asubu Kachim, so therefore, how could it be that they ate Kachim at all in the Midbar? And Tyson says, Vieshlem, the Yetim and Shai Malu Paru, that in Khanami, the people that went Adam and Shaim, of course, they had Mila and Priya at the point prior to bringing the Karm Pesach, as we know that they put the Dam and Mila on their doorpost, and those people ate Kachim while they were in the Midbar, but those that were born in the Midbar actually did not eat Kachim. Our Basa Taiba, he says, they were Mutter because the only time that they were also to eat Basa Taiba was only if they were possible to bring Kachim and eat Basa Kachim. But since over here, these people that were not Mal could not eat Kachim, so they had a Heta to eat even Basa Taiba. They did not have to bring it as a carbon Shlomim in the Mishkan. Gemara gives two Tarutim, if you want, I could tell you, because they were weak from traveling and therefore it was Sakonis Nefashis and that's why they didn't do Mila. And even though the Chari, they didn't travel that much in the Midbar, but Lamaisa, they didn't know exactly when they were going to travel. And therefore, there was always Sakana. Maybe Akash Baruch will tell them to start traveling and they will be in Matzah Sakana Snafashis. And we continue on Daf Ayin Bezim and Alfi Bezim. Or I could tell you, since all the years in the Midbar, the northern wind did not blow. And Rashi says the northern wind was a calming wind. And it's not too warm and it's not too cold. And because the wind blows away, the clouds, therefore the sun shines through, and the sun, of course, has healing powers. And Taisa says, even though it says, it means by itself and without any other winds together with it. Tanya, as we learned in the Bible, all the 40 years that Klai saw was in Midbar, the northern wind would not blow for them. My timer, why is it that the northern wind would not blow? Either the reason is because they were considered like they were to after the Maisa Hegel, and Taisa says, Says, not like Rashi that says after the Maisa Ego, but after the Maisa Raglam, and Taisa says, because Akash was already and even afterwards, Akash Baruchu made the Mishkan, and if Klaiso was considered like they were in Chayim, Akash Baruchu wouldn't have come and resided in the Mishkan. I can tell you the reason why they didn't have the Ruch Tzvainis, because Akash Baruchu didn't want the Anani Kavit to disperse. Of course, the Anani Kavit were protecting Klai Yisrael, and therefore it would be a bad thing for Klai Yisrael to have Ruach Tzafrenis. And Amra Papa, Hilkach Yoyme De'iva V'yoyme De'shusa, Loi Melinim Belei V'loi Mesuchrinim Bey. We see from here that if there's a cloudy day, if there's a day where the southern wind is blowing, then you should not do Bila, and you should not let blood on that day, because it will be a potential Sakana. But it is the Dashba Rabbim, but nowadays that people do Mila and let blood on all days, Shoyim B'Soyim Hashem, Hashem gods, those that are not that smart. And the Gemara continues, even though we said before that Kol that the northern wind did not blow. However, we learn now, all 40 years that Klai Yisrael was in Midbar, that there was not any day that the the northern wind would not blow for them, meaning in the middle of the night. So even though before we were talking about during the daytime, and therefore, of course, for Mila, we need sunlight. And therefore, if you didn't have sunlight, so that would not be an opportune time to do Mila because it would be a Sakana. However, the northern wind would blow in the middle of the night and this northern wind blows all the time and not only did it blow all the 
of time and even blue during the 40 years that Klai Yisrael was in Umbaba. And how do we know that Chatzais HaLayla is his manner of Yisrael? Shenemin says in the Pasuk, but he gave Makas Bechayis, Vahib Chatzai HaLayla, and it was at Chatzais of the night, Vashem Hikokal Bechar. So, my Talmud, what do we learn from this? As we explain how Kamashwan, the Yisrael, Milsi, that this time is an Yisrael, and therefore every single night of the year, the northern wind blows at Chatzais. And as we know from the Mesechtas Brachas, that at Chatzais HaLayla, the wind would blow into the Kinor of David, and the sound of the Kino would wake up David at night and he would go and start davening. And as Rashi points out, that the main point of the Gemara is that even during the 40 years that Klai saw when the Zufa and Flamakim, still the northern wind blew even during those ta- days. But of course, the northern wind blows every single day at the point of Chatzais. And the Gemara continues and we'll discuss the case of someone that's Mashuk Paralasai, someone that had a regular Mila and then he does some sort of a procedure, some sort of a cosmetic procedure that covers up his Mila in a permanent manner. So the Gemara says, that Midaraisa, a person that's Meshach Paralasai, they could eat Chuma, and it's not considered that they're an Earl again because the Maisa at one point they did Mila. However, Umidivrayim, but Midrabana, Gazru Allah, and Peshnerika Earl, they didn't make Xera on this person that was Meshach Paralasai, and they said he's not allowed to eat Chuma because he looks like he's an Earl. The Gemara asks Mesfei a question on Ravuna, Meshach Tarach Shuyamu, we have a verse that says that someone's Meshach Paralasai, he's required to do Mila, so it's Mashmah Midaraisa, you have to do that. And therefore, how could he say that he could eat Truma Midraisa? Of course, he's considered Earl. And the Gemara answers Midrabanan. That price also just means that if someone is Meshik Paralasai, then Midrabanan, they're required to go and redo their Mila in order that they do not look like an Earl and in order to be able to eat Truma. So the Gemara says, With Karla, my Karla, what was the Gemara's Hamino when it asked a question from this price? Of course, we're going to say that it's Midrabanan. And I'm sure that I'm correct because Hatzarach Tani, the price didn't say that Meshik Harayu Karl, it says Meshik Tzarach Shayimo. So you see that we're talking about only on a drabbanandika level. And the Gemara says, Katayi Besefer, this man, the Amman, the Kasha on Rav Huna, he actually made a mistake based on the Sefer, this Brisa, that says, Rabbi Huda says that this person that was Meshub Rilasai doesn't have to redo his Mila because it'll be Sakana, then maybe it'll become a Krishafcha. So Amrulai, Rabbanan said back to him, that you can't tell me that it's a Sakana and therefore you don't have to do the Mila yet again. But we know during the time of Ben Kuziva, who's otherwise known as Bakachva, who led a revolution during the time of Beta, and Rashi brings down, and at that time, the Goyim forced Klai Yisrael to go and be Mashach Ba'alasam in Beta, and at some point, Ben Kaziva won over, and started a revolution, and he won, and he was actually king over Klai Yisrael for two and a half years, and all of Klai Yisrael made sure that they did Milo yet again over there, and they weren't worried maybe they become a Krashavcha. And not only weren't they worried they'd become a Krashavcha, but Lamaisa, they even had children, Shanema, and they bring a Pasuk to prove that you have to have do Mila again, even though you did Mila once before, but you were Meshach Baralasai, because the Pasuk says, but again, Mila, Himal Yimal, I feel a problem. Even if you have to do Mila a hundred times, you have to continue to make sure that you're Mal and you're not worried about becoming Krashavcha, and the Chayrit's Mashmar, it is a Din Raisa. But Amen, there's another Pasuk that says as follows, Oral Zacha Shalimal is Bissaralasai, Benichusa, Nefesha Himal, Esprise Hefa. And since these words of Esprise Hefa are extra, the Rabbi Samashach, we learn that even someone that's Meshach Paralasai, they're considered Esprise Hefa. So you see that you get Karis even in that case. And Lacharu, yet again, we see that it's the Dereisa Dikadin. Now, even though while we learned this Brisa, we actually stuck in what the Habmina would be of the Maksha to Ravuna. However, the Gemara now continues before it gets to that point and it actually just asks a question on this Brisa. Why did the Gemara bring the second Pasuk of Esprise Hefa? Because if someone would say, Hi 
yimal yimal. When the pasuk says himal yimal, it's not coming to say they have to do mila a hundred times. But the rabbi tzitzis and mila is teaching you that not only do you have to take off the arla, but you also have to take off the tzitzis and makvus mila. So tashma, that's why we bring another pasuk as prisi hefa the rabbi says hamashach. Now the gemara goes back to the svara of the man oma that asked the question of huna, and the gemara explains who suffered that he held in the kanasulah shas kra. Since the rabbanan brought down a pasuk, the raisi here must be that the din that a mashup has to redo their milah is a din deraisa, and on that the Gemara gives a terrace. Below you, it's not true, midrabbanan, it's only a din rabbanan, the cross smachta ba'alma, and this pasuk is only not smachta. And the Gemara will now continue with another question of Huna, but on this question, the Gemara will not try to prove that actually the issa of a mashach is an issa deraisa. The Gemara will actually try to prove the opposite that someone that's a mashach is actually able to eat truma, even midrabbanan. So the Gemara says, Mesve, tumtum ain't echo betruma, that a person that's a tumtum, which is of course a person whose makam zachris is covered over and you're not sure if he's a zachar or a keva so since he's a zafak zachar or zafak keva ain't eichel b'chuma he's now eat chuma because on the tzad that he's a zachar he needed mila and he's considered arl however nashav avadim eichlan but the din is that his wife or his avadim could eat chuma now of course how could it be that he got married the Gemara will discuss it in a moment and mashuk someone that was meishach ba'alasai v'nelik shumal or someone that was born and he had his mila they could eat chuma so you see over here that there is a din that someone that's that they could eat chuma and there's no issa de rabban either. And the Gemara continues, Andragonus, someone that has simani zachris and simani nakvis, and there's a shayla if he's a zacha or if he's considered a keva or if he's considered a bayer of And Rashi says that this Andragonus did mila on his simani zachris, and therefore the Gemara says, that he could eat chuma mi because on the Sabbath he's a zacha, he did mila, on the Sabbath he's in the keva or bayer of he doesn't need mila, and no matter what, he's considered the child of a kain, and therefore he could eat chuma. However, an Andragonist cannot eat kachim because on the side that he's in the cave or Atma, he has no right to eat kachim because we're talking about over here kachim kachim, and kachim kachim is only able to be eaten by zikri kuna. And since we're not sure if he's a zacha, therefore he wouldn't be able to eat kachim kachim. And tumtum ena eichel lebechuma v'lebe kachim. Even though we said at the beginning of the brayso tumtum ena eichel bechuma, now the brayso once again says that tumtum cannot eat chuma, and then it adds in that the tumtum cannot eat kachim. And we'll have to see why the Gemara adds this in again, and we'll see that later on in the Gemara. But Tani Mias, what we see from this Brisa, Mashach Fenelik Shumal Harei So you see over here that even though someone was Meshach Pegalasai, there's no Isid Rabbanan to go and eat Shuma. The Gemara says Tiyufta Ravhuna Tiyufta. This would be a Tiyufta to Ravhuna. We just learned the Gemara like our Gersin Gemara, which is like Rashi's first shot. But then Rashi says that Lishnachrina that would Gersin Leim Seilil Ravhuna. Actually, this is right Ravhuna. Tumtum Ena Eichol Bahai Eichol the Mashach Venel Mal Midraisa. It's only telling us that Midraisa, a person that's Mashup Pegalasai, can eat Shuma, and this would be a Rayat Ravuna. And Rashi says that this is Nira Ika, as the Gemara will say in a moment, and we'll see over there that the only Machlek is between the Tanayim is if a Mashup Pegalasai is Asati Chuma Midraisa or Midrabanan, but all agree that definitely a Mashup Pegalasai is Asati Chuma, at least Midrabanan. The Gemara continues and discusses the case of a Tumtum Amamar. We learned before, Tumtum in Echel Bechuma, Nashavabad of Echlem. That Tuntum cannot eat chuba. However, his wife or his abadim can eat chuba. In fact, Yomar Nashul Tuntum Minali. How could a Tuntum have a wife if Lamaisa were not sure if he's a zacher and a keva because his simani zachris are covered up? E Lamer the Kaddish. If you're going to tell me that the case over here that the Tuntum's wife allowed to eat chuba is talking about a case where the Tuntum went and did kedushin to a woman, and the Tanya we learned the Brisa Tuntum Shekidish Kedusha Kedushin that Tuntum went and did kedushin to a woman, his kedushin will be a kedushin, and you would need to get because misafik we would have to think that maybe this tumtum is a 
Zacha, and therefore his Kedushin was a fine Kedushin, and therefore we would say that maybe it means Suffolk, she could eat Truma. And the Brisa continues and says the opposite is also true. In the Skadish, let's say a male comes and is Mikadish this Tumtum, Kedusha Kedushin, that means Suffolk, we have to be Taylor that maybe this person is in the Kaiba, and therefore the Kedushin was Chal, and you need to get. But the Gemara says that can't be true because Amid the Omar, when did we say this concept we have to be Chayshish for his Kedushin? Lechumra, only of course, Lechumra that we need to get from him. But Lechulam Miyamina, of course, we're not going to say that his wife could eat Truma because we have to be Taylor and say that maybe his Kedushin was not a Kedushin and therefore she's now eat Truma. And as the Gemara says, Suffolk Ishahu, Lemaisa, there's a Suffolk that maybe she's a woman, and of course, a woman cannot be Mekadesh a woman, and therefore the Kedushin is Lemaisa, and you can't eat Truma. How can it be that the Bryce says that Nashib Abad of Oichlim? So Amabaya, Abaya explains, Kishibayim Nikaris Mibuchutz, that we're talking about a case where there's a Tumtum, where only part of his Ava was covered up. The Gid was covered up, but the Bayim were not covered up. And therefore, since we could tell that he's actually a Zacha, therefore this Tumtum is actually really a Vada Zacha. And that's why his wife could eat Truma, because when he was Makadish, this woman, it's a Vada Kedushin. And the fact that he can't eat Truma is not because there's a suffix, but because the Maiso, he didn't have Mila, and the Vada, he needed Mila, and therefore he's a Vada Oral, and he can't eat Truma. I enticed it, he asked him, Taima, Kati Hech Michaelis Ishtoi, how could it be that his wife could eat Truma, the Kibin Ain, the Ain, Ben Bia, since he can't be a Loya Bichupas and Chupa, that we know a Pusu in Baskimol, their Chupa is not a Chupa. The Eshleim had the Kibin, the Royal Lakreya, Havi Bach Chupa, that since in this case, if you would rip off the Makim Zachris and you'd have a procedure in order to go and fix his condition, then the, of course he could do a Bia, therefore his Kedushin and his Chupa is a valid Chupa. The Gemara continues, Rava Amar Rava argues on Abai and says, My Noshav, when it says over here that his wife could eat Truma, it doesn't mean his wife, it means Imai that his mother could eat Truma, meaning that if his mother was a Basisol that was married to a Kayin and now his father died, but since she had a child, therefore his mother could still eat Truma. Zakhtamara, Imai Pshita, that his mother could eat Truma, of course there's no question because we know that even if a Basisol has a daughter from a Kayin, and certainly in a case where she has a Tumtum that's potentially a Zachar, and in this case actually it's Bay of Mibichutz. So certainly the din would be that she has a right to eat Shuma because she has a connection to her husband, the Kayin, and therefore her child could be matter to eat Shuma. And that Gemara says, Marotema, you would actually have a habmin over here that a tumtum is actually worse. Because Marotema, you may think, that the only time that we said that a mother could eat on behalf of a child is only if that child is shy to have further children. But maybe since this child can't have children, maybe his mother can't eat Shuma. Kamash one, that she could still eat Shuma. And Rashi explains that the Havmina was the Daikina law Vilid Besa. We learn out from the word Vilid Besa, but Royal that it's only someone that's possible to have for the children. The Gemara continues, Tashma, we learned in this Brisa, Tumtum Eina Echalayba Chuma, Balayba Kachim, that at the end of the Brisa we said yet again that Tumtum cannot eat Chuma, and we added in that he could also not eat Kachim. So the Gemara says, Bishlain Labaya, Quinta Baya, I understand, Tanurasha Orobade. We're talking about a case in the Eurasia where the Tumtum was Bay in the Karas, and therefore he's Vade Zacha, and he's Vade Oro, and then Victani Sefa, and the safe is talking about a full-fledged tumtum, and teaching us that even though he's a full-fledged tumtum and he is only a Suffolk Earl, he could still not eat Chuma. Al Rava, according to Rava, tumtum the safe alumli. Why would we say tumtum again in the safe? We taught the exact same thing in the ratio. On that Gemara says, my tumtum in the safe, when it uses the Lushim tumtum, it means an Earl that if someone is a Vade Earl, the din is that they can't eat Chuma. So in fact, Gemara, hash the Suffolk Earl, according to Rava, if in the ratio we're talking about a regular tumtum who is a Suffolk Earl and he can't eat Chuma, so vade oral achel. So of course, if someone's a vade oral, of course he can't eat chuma. So what would be the habmina? What's the chiddush? The Gemara says, "Matam kama The sefer just giving the reasoning for 
reason why tumtum can't eat chuma is because on the tzad is a zacha, he's a suffolk, he's an earl, but earl ain't a echul, like bechuma, like bechachim, and someone that's earl can't eat chuma and can't eat kachim. The Gemara continued, we just had a member of Huna that the vatayra mashach oichel bechuma, however, midrabban and gazu allah mepnation near ka'ol, zak the Gemara, layman katanai, let's say the distance of Huna is based on a machlekes tanayim, and as we will see, one man will hold that mashach balasai is asiti chuma only midrabban, and one man will actually hold that someone that's mashach balasai is actually even on the Raisidic level. And the Brice states, Mashach of someone's Mashach Barlasa, Vigershin is Gai Kashumal, often was Ger, that already did Mila while he was a guy. As we know, there were certain nations that did Mila, for example, Arabs as well as Gavnunim. The Katan Shavaz Manai, or if there's a young child that's older than eight days old, but it's already past the Yom Shmini Lumilasai, Vishak Halimayalim, or anyone else that's having Mila, Lesui Mishiach Lishtay Arelis, and that's coming to include even someone that has two Arelis, Rashi explains two foreskins. One growing on top of the other. So the Tanakhama says, There's no difference between these people that are having Mila Shalai Bismanan or a person that's having Mila Bismanan. The din is that Mila has to be done during the daytime and you can't do it at night. And Rabbalez Rab Shimon argues with the Tanakhama and he says, If a person's doing Mila Bismanai on the eighth day, then you have to have Mila Biyayim. As it says, However, anyone that's doing Mila when it's not on the eighth day and it's after the eighth day, of their birth, the din is that you could do mila either during the daytime or even at night. And the Gemara therefore explains, my lab, but how come if we, let's say the machlegs between the Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon Balaza is the mass of the Tanakama holds Mashach Deraisa, that even though someone's Mashach Balaza, they have to do mila midraisa, and that's why it has to be done during the daytime. Umasav and Mashach Drabana, and Rabbi Shimon Shimon holds that someone that's Mashach Balaza only has a din to do mila midraisa, and therefore he says you could do that mila either during the day or at nighttime. So, Gemara, but Tizbra, you're telling me that the only machlekes in this price uh, was the game mashach. Of course, the machlekes was relevant to anyone that was after the eighth day. So, Katishov is man and me, Rabbanan. The price also has a machlekes between the Tanakam and Rabbalaz Rab Shimon, but the gay cotton that's not on the eighth day. And the din is that Lafir Rabbalaz Rab Shimon, that you could do Mila beyond Mavlaila. And of course, everyone agrees that that's a derisive Mila, and still there's machlekes. Ella, the Kuli Alma Mashach Rabbanan. It could be that everyone agrees that when someone's Mashach Balasai, the only reason why you have to do Mila is only. The cotton shop is mana deraisa, and a cotton that actually is not on the eighth day, the din is that you have to do milo midraisa. And the machlekes between the Tanakama and Rabbi Lezab Shimon is Masava Dashina Ubiyayim, or Masava Loy Dashina Ubiyayim. The Tanakama says that the Pasuk says Ubiyayim Ashmini, and since it could have said Bayayim Ashmini, it says Ubiyayim Ashmini. So we learn that not only on the eighth day do you have to have milo biyayim, but even on any other day that you're doing milo, the milo has to be done during the daytime, and therefore by all milo deraisa. So you have to have Milo during the daytime. And then the Tanakam also says, Moshech, which is only a Din Drabbanan, still it's Ka'in Deraisa Tikkun. And at the time that a person that was Moshech Balasai, we do that Milo, they have to do that Milo during the day and not at night. However, Balazab Shimon is not Derish, the Vav of Ubiyayim. And therefore he says, the only time that the Torah says, Bayayim Ashmin, it has to be done during the day, is only when it's Milo Bismanai. But any Milo that's Shalai Bismanai would, of course, be able to be done at night. And of course, Moshech Balasai, which is only Drabbanan, can be done. At night as well, and the Gemara continues that we see that Lafita Tanakama. The reason why a cotton that's of his manner that is not a Yom Hashmini, the din is that he has to meal Biyayim, is because he learns out from the Vav that it says Ubiyayim Hashmini, and that is Kihadu Yasser Rabbi Yechon Mekadarish, similar to what we learn by the Shaila Rabbi Yechon had, and we'll see based on the question Rabbi Lazar asked to Rabbi Yechon, we will see that this is true because Rabbi Yechon was Darius as follows: Noisa Bismana Ein Nisraf El Biyayim. The 
if someone has Nisa, the din is that you can only burn it during the daytime if it's actually the first day after it became Nisa. However, Shaloi Bismanai, if the Nisa is already past that first day, Nisra Bain Beyond, Bain Belayla, then the din is that it could be burned during the day or at night. So as we know, Kachim Kalim could be eaten for two days and one night. So now, let's say someone actually brought a carbon on a Sunday, they could eat the carbon Sunday, Sunday night, as well as Monday during the day. Monday night, that bustle becomes Nisa, but it can't be burnt during the night, as the Pesach says, that it's only during the daytime of the third day, that's when you start burning it. But that the only time we said that the Adafka has to be during the daytime is only on that third day. But once you already have a heta to burn that bustle, then that heta would continue even on the next night, and there is no longer then that it has to be specifically burnt during the daytime. And we'll see this Rabbi Lazar is Rabbi Lazar ben Pedas, who is of course an Amira. And the Yisra Bechlan follows We only know that someone that he has to have Mila during the daytime, as it says, How do we know that if someone has Mila on the ninth day after they're born, on the tenth or eleventh or twelfth day after they're born, that there's a din that has to be during the day as well? We have an extra Vav, and that teaches us that even if you have Mila, that Mila still has to be during the daytime. And even that we just had, that is not Darish to Vav, Vav Vahey Darish. Over here, where it says, and the Vav and the He of the word is extra Vav Vahey Darish. Certainly, Rabbi Lazarus Shimon agrees to the Tanakhamo that we are Darish to Vav and He, and therefore, Rabbi Lazarus Pedas asks his Rabbi Rabbi Echon that we see from here clearly that the Din should be that a person that has Nisa, even if it's after the third day, you dafka have to burn it during the day and not at night. Ishtik, Rabbi Echon was quiet and did not respond to Rabbi Lezbeth and Pedas. And the Gemara tells us the rest of the story. Boston the Norfolk, after Rabbi Lezbeth left and he was not in front of Rabbi Echon, Amalai Rabbi Echon Rishlakish, Rabbi Echon said to Rishlakish about the Milo of Rabbi Lezbeth and Pedas, Reisla ben Pedas, go look at ben Pedas, that he's able to sit and dash him sukkim just like Moshe Rabbeinu and just like a Tana, even though he's only a Meira. Amalai Rishlakish, but Rishlakish said back to Rabbi Echon, why are you so impressed with Rabbi Lezbeth and Pedas? This is not actually his own limud, Masisi, it's actually a brysa in Tyrus Kainim. Rabbi Yechlin asked, where will we find this brysa? So Rish Lakish said, but Tyrus Kainim. When Rabbi Yechlin heard that this is a first Tyrus Kainim that he didn't know, Nafik Tanya Betlasi Yaimi, he went and learned the entire Tyrus Kainim for three days, Visavra Betlasi Yachi, and then he thought about it for the next three months in order to make sure that he knew Tyrus Kainim much better. But the main point of this Gemara is that we see from Rabbi Laza that the Pshat in the Tana comedy says that not only does Mila Bismana have to be done behind, but even Mila Shalai Bismanai has to be done biyayim. It's from the Pasuk that it says ubiyayim and we dash and add it above since it's extra to teach us that even a mila shalai has to be done biyayim and not belayla and we will stop over here.